Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Shannon! How are you? Happy holidays! Well, thank you. They are coming quickly. It's kind of amazing. I'm excited about our episode today because we're talking about authenticity, which is so important if you want to be personally powerful. You have to be authentic. It's one of my favorite topics. Really? Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, I worked in broadcasting for 18 to 20 years. I never can remember exactly how many. And (laughs) sometimes people would ask, how come you're so comfortable on the air? And I just thought I've never had a problem being in front of a camera or in front of a microphone because I'm pretty good at just being who I am, even if that's Mm -hmm. wrong or, you know, maybe not the greatest. I've always felt like if I'm just being the best me I can be, people can criticize, but they can't really poke holes in it. You know, if I'm trying really hard and I'm doing my best and I'm just being who I am, you may hate it. And I'm sorry about that, but it's not. But you're being authentic. But I'm being authentic. And I always feel for people who feel like maybe they're not really sure who they are or they're not comfortable with it. And so criticism can throw them or, you know, they want to be more like this person or they want to be more like that person. And it becomes so stressful because they're constantly trying to become something they are not. And that takes so much energy. Right. And it feels really wrong deep inside. It's just not comfortable. And it doesn't come across as real. Yeah, Authenticity means that you're true to your personality, your values, your spirit, your beliefs, your attitudes. And that's exactly what you did and do when you're on the air. What people see is the authentic Shannon. And that's fabulous. If they don't love it, they're crazy because I think most of them do. Well, I think one of the things people respond to is just the truth. Things ring differently when they're true than when they're not true. And I think we respond to it when somebody is just being exactly who they are. There's a richness to that that we respond to. Exactly. They're not performing. They're not trying to be a different character. I wish young people understood that because these days there are so many influencers or whatever they're called out there who are telling people how to behave and what to like and what's important and how to dress. And if that resonates with who you are, then great. But so many times it doesn't and people try hard to contort themselves Mm. to be who they think they're supposed to be so everybody will like them. And it's really an unhappy place to be. Contort is a really good word because that's what it feels like. Like you're tying yourself up in knots, playing twister, trying to be this thing and shape yourself into something that you're not. I love that word. Thank you. (laughs) And it's just not the way to be if you want to be personally powerful and live a happy life. So today we're going to talk about your values 
attitudes and beliefs that help you figure out who you are so you can be authentic with that. Mm, Great. Let's do it. Okay. Well, your values are the things that you believe are important in the way you live and work. They should determine your priorities, and deep down, they're probably the measure you use to tell if your life is turning out the way you want it to. And those things come from when you're really young. Rules that you learn from the day you're born, how you're treated, and how people talk about you and talk about other things, you listen and you pick up on those. And over time, you create a set of values that tell you what's important, how to behave. If you're fortunate, you're in a family where honesty and being authentic and being reliable, being trustworthy, all those values that really make you a good, solid citizen and person are taught and also lived. But a lot of people are not raised in families with that, or they're raised in families with really strong beliefs about certain religions or other people or roles people are supposed to play, gender roles or all kinds of things. Those values are what you are taught, you pick up just by listening as you grow. It's interesting to see how people who are not raised in a family that thinks that honesty and integrity and quality characteristics are important, and then those people, as they become adults, they start taking a look at their life, or even when they're you know teenagers and they say, this doesn't work for me. I don't like where I came from. I'm going to choose now who I want to be and what's important to me. And their value structure expands in a different direction than it was given. It's like what we're taught when we're little is just kind of like the raised bed with the dirt in it, and then the seeds get planted. But if yeah. you don't like what grows, you can yank those seeds out and plant something else. It just gives you a place to start. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's great. What a great analogy. And that is so true. When you're a child, you usually have to conform to whatever your family's values are because you want to get along and be fed and be loved (laughs) and and live in some families. If you cause problems, you get hit or you get hurt or you get yelled at and you don't want that. So you learn for self-protection to live the values of your family or whatever group you're in. And that happens once you're in school and there are groups of kids. You join the group and they may be doing something that feels really wrong for you. But if you want to be part of the group, you might just go along with that. And it's really important to know you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Once you're an adult, you have the power to change your values and look at what works. I know when I was young, I was raised when the dinosaurs roamed the earth (laughs) and women were supposed to stay home, raise the kids and take care of the house. And if you worked A lot of society looked down on you because you were not doing what the culture dictated at the time. And 
that is a value that my mother lived and she lived it beautifully, but I don't live that. As I got older, I realized I have the power to set my own value around whether I work or not, whether I get an education or not, who I want to be. So that's a value that I let go of. What about you, Shan? You continued that message when you had kids. And I remember when I was a preteen, you and dad said, you know, you can do anything you want with your life. We'll support you in any direction you want to go. The only thing we're not going to let you do is play professional football. And that wasn't because you didn't (laughs) think I could make it in the NFL, but it was because you didn't want me to ruin my knees like dad's knees got ruined by football. And I always remember that, that even in the 70s and 80s when I was growing up, it was when women were just starting to become a norm in the workplace. And there was still kind of a mystique around it and a newness to it. And that never was expressed in our household. There was never a limit. You guys never said there's a thing that we couldn't do. Yeah. And that's how I feel today. I'm so glad. That is terrific. So that was a value you didn't have to change. Yeah. And you can be the authentic you, which is what we were encouraging you to be. I always remember following the law, even if you don't 100% agree with it, as long as it doesn't hurt somebody physically, is an important value in our family. But Years ago, when I was a counselor, I was working with a teenage girl. This was before marijuana was legal. It was definitely an illegal drug. And if you grew it or smoked it or whatever, you would go to jail. And her family made their living by growing marijuana. And what she learned was that it's okay to break this law because it provides our family with food and clothing and all those things. Mm -hmm. And that was a real new awakening for me, is that in some families, some cultures, it's okay to go against the law and whatever the general culture and government expect. And I always felt bad for her. I didn't know what happened to her after we stopped working together but I hope she was able to figure out a way or live her life without deliberately breaking laws all the time. I mean, that puts you as her counselor in an awkward situation because you want to help her figure out what feels right to her and why. But at the same time, if she's a certain age, like if she's 13 and she still has many years ahead of her that she has to fit into her family, you can help her understand what's important to her, but she still has to go Mm -hmm. along with the status quo in order to survive for a certain number of years. So that's super complicated. Absolutely. It is very complicated. And what I tried to do was support her where she was, but also let her know that when she was an adult and on her own, she might want to look at the consequences of her choices and see if they still fit who she wanted to move ahead in her life as. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was tricky. When I was a teenager, there was a word that came up often in our house that I remember. It may have been more in my 20s in our conversations, but the word was congruence. And you would say, why are you all tied up about this? 
Like what's going on inside of you that doesn't match what's going on outside of you? And that's been really helpful because if you can't untangle why you feel a certain way about the way someone else is acting or the way you're acting, then you can't pinpoint that there's a value being violated. I think we talked about this before in a values episode that the way I now know when something is violating a value is because of what happens inside my body. Things start to feel like I'm tied up in knots. And you would say, okay, what do you think about this? And how is what you're doing about it not matching up with what you think about it? Oh, well, that makes perfect yeah. sense, but you've got to be able to understand biofeedback, you know, <laughs> paying attention to right. physically how your cells are reacting to something can really help you learn what's important to you and how to move forward. Absolutely. And that's congruence is when your values, attitudes, and beliefs match your behavior. And also that affects whether you're congruent or not, affects how other people perceive you and how your power, your personal power is seen by others. I always remember years ago, I went to a conference and there was a nice man I was talking to who said he was a health and fitness coach. I thought, okay, cool. You're kind of overweight, but that makes (laughs) sense. You know, there must be a reason. And then he talked a great story all about what he does and how he helps people. And then at the break, he loaded up on all kinds of carbs and desserts and stuff and then went outside and had a smoke. And I thought, there is zero congruence here. Maybe he's being congruent with himself that he really believes all those things he's doing is fine and healthy, I don't know, but he did not come across as authentic and congruent to me because what he claimed to be and his actions did not go together at all. So, if you want to come across as being authentic like you do on the air or on a podcast or anytime you're anywhere, really, you're just you. And that makes it easier for other people to figure out who you are and decide how they want to relate to you. Thank you. Yes. Well, I hope so. I I think there's a magic in showing who you are to the world. It can be scary, but vulnerability can also be very attractive. And allowing yourself to be who you are, flaws and all, allows other people to be who they are. Yes. If you can be non-judgmental with them, like I was not judgmental with the health and fitness guy or the young lady whose family grew pot, I just noticed and was aware that they were not being congruent. So... that's interesting because thinking thinking about your health guy, who's to say that his entire life he has been congruent and maybe he this year is going through a divorce and doesn't have the self-discipline and is trying to self-soothe and so he's chowing down on donuts and starting a new smoking <laughs> habit. You know, get out of the judgment. You can learn a lot about mm-hmm. someone. Like maybe there's something really serious going on in this guy's life that makes it so that he's struggling and that makes it harder to be congruent. You are so perceptive and compassionate, <laughs> Shan. I just love those about you. And you're absolutely right, of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I think we get so caught up in, oh, that person does this and that's wrong. And it's very easy to respond that way. Right. It is. What I have learned in my own life, and this may not be true for everybody, but when I'm feeling really judgmental, it really has nothing to do with anybody else and their decisions or behavior. It's probably because right. I'm having a problem with me. And that makes it Ooh, really easy to turn powerful. that outward and go, I don't want to look at why I'm failing to be who I think I should be or can be. But man, it's really easy to look across the street and say, those people are making really poor decisions as I sit in my house and yes. you know start on my second glass of bourbon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's so much easier and we all do it. And I think with the internet and social media and the fact that there is media everywhere and so much opinion mm -hmm. in our faces all the time, I think it's become more and more acceptable to point fingers and preach from our soapbox when really we should be just piping down and turning inward and saying, okay, what's going on with myself that's keeping me from being who I want to be? And that is so true and so wise. And that is how you claim your personal power, is getting really clear with yourself and who you are, what you are bringing to your life, what values you're living, and are you being congruent with that? When have you had to struggle with this or address it? It took me a long time to learn not to judge people. And I'm afraid I still do judge certain people. I, I have zero patience with people who physically abuse each other or their children. I'm sorry, I get very judgmental about that. I get very protective and I'm aware of it. It's not okay to go around beating on people mm -hmm. because you're having a bad day or because they spilled the water glass. You know, it's just not our right. That's one of my big buttons. And it's just my own personal private button until now when I shared it with the world. But <laughs> there are other ways to deal with being upset or angry or whatever. And even if you were raised in a family that that was the way the parents maintain control, I still judge it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just do. I think that can be forgiven. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I get frustrated yeah. a lot. Frustration means that there's something that I can't control that irritates or causes me problems. When I see people texting and driving and swerving all over the road in the process, and I get really frustrated because I'm scared to death they're going to run over a pedestrian or hit another car or, what, or kill themselves. And Well, but that makes perfect sense because I know... One of your values is being aware of other people and their needs. It shows yeah. literally no concern for anybody, including self, when you're doing something that mm -hmm. puts lives at risk unnecessarily. Exactly. Well, thank you for understanding my being judgmental. What about you? Kind of always been a live and let live kind of person, which is one of the reasons that I don't like it when people try to push religion on me. And Yes. It's not really about the religion. I remember I have a dear friend who became a born-again Christian, which is fine. It works great for her. Mm -hmm. And I am thrilled that she found something that, that validates life and gives her hope and peace and, and love. That's great. Mm -hmm. I happen to believe 
a little bit differently than she does. And we were talking about it one day and her response to me was, well, that's great, Shani, but you're wrong. <laughs> and I just, yeah. felt, I remember oh, the dear. way it felt like she just closed a door on me. Like if I don't believe mm-hmm. the way she believes, then I really don't have the same value that she does. And I just thought, mm-hmm. You know, there are certain things in my life, like I love to kayak. I love being in my little boat Mm -hmm. on the water. That's not a thing Mm -hmm. that I chose to feel good for me. That's just a thing that I tried one day that does feel good to me. And so her religion is the same way. She found a thing that works for her, which is amazing, but it doesn't mean it has to work for everybody else. And that is a button for me is like, I do not have to believe the same way you believe to be a quality person. I can appreciate the fact that you have your thing and it makes you a better person. And Mm -hmm. I have my thing and it makes me a better person. And why is that not okay? Yeah. Why can't she appreciate that fact too? Yeah. Oh, that's a big one. I agree with that. And unfortunately, there is a whole lot of that going on these days. Yes. Where politically and all kinds of organizations, if you don't believe what I believe, we can't be friends. And that's a relatively new thing. Back in the olden days, you could have separate beliefs, different beliefs, and still like and respect each other. And somehow that got lost and that makes me really sad. I don't understand that. Well, I think it depends on the olden days you're talking about because that's always been a problem through history. Religion and who believes what. Oh, oh religion, yes. Well, there used to be an understanding that being different from somebody right. was an opportunity to learn something. Yes, Exactly. And now it's like we only want to be fed exactly what we are so we don't have to change. That's a whole other podcast. I know. (laughs) That's a whole other topic. (laughs) But the important thing is that we be congruent, which means that your attitudes, beliefs, actions all match. They all go together and that makes you authentic. And to wrap up, It's important for you to pay attention to your values and resulting thoughts. Decide if they fit the adult you have become or if they still are for the child you used to be. Pay attention to how you behave and determine if that is a true reflection of your values. And if your behavior doesn't match your values or beliefs, something needs to change or you are just going to be a very unhappy person. For you to claim your personal power and be happy, either change your value and belief or your behavior. Love it. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Shan. We want to hear from you, whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life, or just the topics you'd like us to address in future episodes. You can visit yourpersonalpowerpod.com, click contact and drop us an email, and we look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, find your power and change your life.